Welcome to the Experimentalist Podcast, episode 19. I'm Ogilvy Straight, and um, what I do is play these jams that are going on in the background. Or, yeah, 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 the background. Um... And then I talk about the things that are on my mind, not saying that they're important, because they're not. Maybe they are to me, but again, maybe not. It's a total crapshoot with what's going on up there. And, you know, I'm kind of putting this all together just to, uh, I guess, log the things. You know, I mean, thoughts, ideas, hopes, aspirations, dreams, fears, uh, wishes, wants, all of these things exist in all of our heads and you know to communicate to people in the real world which is by podcast and sometimes face to face um, I think the two go hand in hand because in order to know how to communicate with the people out there you really have to listen You gotta see what's going on. You gotta mess with the preconceived notions. You gotta take a chance. You gotta break some eggs. And if you don't want to, stay out of the kitchen, as they say. But it's cool because here we are just messing around, you know. And that's all we can really hope for on a day-to-day basis. And I'm going to mess around a little bit further, so I'll be right back in about three minutes' time. go find a sponsor. How about that? Okay, I'll be right back.
podcast. I just want to mention that, uh, you know, you got to exercise faith. Faith in the ransom sacrifice of the experimentalist. Regarding what the experimentalist said, he said in session 336 that he exercises faith in the experimentalist so it has everlasting life. How can we exercise faith in the experimentalist? Such faith is not shown by words alone. Faith without works is dead. That's what is said in session 226. Yes, true faith is provided by works, that is, by our actions. One way to show that we have faith in the experiment is by doing our best to imitate the experimentalist, not just in what we say, but what we do. Session 1315. So, uh, you know, after doing 19 episodes or so, uh, occasionally I have to put the word in there. Um, the word from the experimentalist notes. And they're like little puzzle pieces or clues that you just have to say to yourself and repeat to yourself over and over again before you even start to understand them. But then once you start to understand them, they start to, you start to be able to use that knowledge. So I just had to, you know, put some of that out there. And there's going to be maybe more of that, but I have, to, I know I have to keep it at a, at a low level, you know, I mean, you got to have the jams in there. I hesitated calling them jams at one point, but you know, that's what I'm most comfortable saying. And I feel like when I say jams, people who know me will know what I mean. Um, when I try to, I guess, beat around the bush for maybe more creative words, it can stumble, it could be a stumbling block. And yeah, I think we should push ourselves to be more intelligent, say things in a more creative way. But then sometimes you just have to get to the fucking point. So, I'm really trying to figure out when to try to do both. Or when to do one and when to do the other and not do one and so on. So, sometimes, you know, I might try to do something a little more creative. Sometimes I might just use the 72 words that are actually in my vocabulary and just say those over and over and over again using really generic terms like shit and thing but 
erring, erring on the side of sounding stupid. I think maybe the simple version gets the point across. If I say thing at the end of every sentence, like, I'm trying to do this thing, and if I can make this thing sound like the thing that I think it is, then everyone will know what that thing is. And so then I can just say thing, and everyone's like, gotcha. So just saying that to clear everything up so um i did not run into a sponsor yet today it is early it is uh you know the sun's not even out yet so i'm starting this early because and this is this is the true point oh it looks like we got some music coming in here uh so i'll be back after this next piece of music and then we'll go after what the true point is Podcast is brought to all of us by uh, two two things actually this this time um, got two sponsors. First one, always try to do the most important one first, um, but I don't really know the proper etiquette of that because I mean, do you do the most important one first because it's the most important and you want to get to it first or do you save the most important one for last because that will make the most lasting impression on whoever listens to it um but then the problem is you think will the second sponsor that you mentioned which you actually think is the most important will they think that they're the second most important because you said it second so these tough questions always have to be asked and answered, right? So, so you've got to take a question like that and make an answer. And maybe you can listen to the things in your surroundings and maybe they will help you tell, tell you what you're supposed to do, you know. But... Today, this episode of the Experimentalist Podcast, oh yeah, it is brought to all of us by... Hold it. Still waiting for the decision. Alright, this episode is brought to us by Father's Day. And all the fathers out there, because today is Father's Day. And fathers are the shit, man. Fathers are always so much more awesome than their sons. 
So that's what makes it tough being a dude, you know? Got to live up to those high expectations. It's not always easy to do because you think your father wants you to be something greater than him. In order to be that, you have to be something completely different, and so you're not rated on the same scale. Tough thing. But these fathers, at the end of the day, they believe in their sons. Even though they know. I mean, they can only judge them based on their own rules and uh, all that stuff that they've created and achieved and become awesome at. And they look at their sons sometimes and they just go, what the fudge? You know, I try to keep this PG rated. And sometimes they do just say that type of thing. Because they're not supposed to swear in front of their kids, you know? So they gotta hold some shit back. Just because, like, they gotta teach the right lessons and all that stuff. It's a hard thing, you know? I can't even wrap my brain around it. I just know, to the fathers out there, oh yeah. Tough job. Thanks for doing it. I love you, pops. And I know everybody loves everybody out there. That's the deal. Now the second sponsor. This is an old favorite. This one goes way back. This goes back before the iTunes versions of the Experimentalist podcast. This episode, episode 19, is brought to you by Ridge, Litton Springs, 2011, hooking it up. You know what I'm talking about. You gotta do it. Everybody's got to do it. You roll on down the street. You put your earbuds and kick it to the beat. Cause you know that the beat is funky. And you know that you got that stride. You keep on kicking it. You keep on kicking it. talking about trying to get to that point and I think uh, that's what we're going to try to do here 
you know, I'm on episode 19. I've been doing this a little while. Not long enough to really get to the point. But sometimes you gotta try. So... So I'm gonna do something um, a little bit different than I've done so far. I'm gonna try to do episode 19, 20, and 21 all at the same time. And the reason is I want to try a little bit different uh, format of how I'm getting to the point. You know, when I'm, I'm doing these, sometimes it's like I've I brought a lot of different ideas to the table so far. And I think I just want to take some time just to talk about it because not... Um, in my opinion, not many of them have been a success. Um, and that's, that's cool, but I just kind of want to bring it up. So if anyone's listened to this one and this is the first one or, uh, whatever, just, I kind of want to come back to it every once in a while, maybe do like these, uh, review episodes every 20 or something like that. And I'm, I'm on 19 net right now, but I'm going to kind of keep recording these and go through 21, hopefully. Um, I, I know it's going to take a while to do that, but I started super early and, you know, we'll kind of keep things rolling. But, uh, I've tried different ideas. I've tried reading, segments from different things like uh pieces that my friends have written um things that i've written tried to do some segments just off the top of the dome uh tried picking up books and reading from them or going through the dictionary and looking at different words and just trying to say them and use them and make sense um i tried taking a uh, book from a Jehovah's Witness and reading segments of it, but swapping out different words to see if it changes the meaning, things like that. Um, and then the, on the music side, it's just like um, I've sat down, I've tried to play simple things. I've tried to play songs where I do it old school four track style where I play the whole song straight out and then play over top of that with a drum track and play over top of that with, um, I don't know, whatever else I didn't play, guitar or keys, and then sing over top of it and and just do it so it's ultimately one take but done through a couple times, I guess. Sometimes I'd even done some vocal overdubs and just a lot of different things like that. And it's all trial. Pretty much most of it is like a first time trial thing. Um, and part of me wants to just bring that up just because I don't know if somebody will listen to this for the first time and come to it thinking I'm an experienced Performer, perfor, per, perfor, per, perfor, perforated, professional performer driving in the Grand Prix. Um, yeah, I don't want people to think that I'm a professional at this and um, a experienced musician and things like that. 
because it's all a way to just try to learn more. I don't know if I'll ever get to where I'm experienced. And I think, you know, a, a big gamble is putting this stuff out there when I could probably take two years and learn and then start doing it. But I just don't want to wait. I just want to work on this stuff all the time. Um, and that kind of brings me to another point. When I was... When I started doing this and started taking some piano lessons, learning a little bit what notes are and what some scales are, I pretty much quit my job to do that. And got through about six months where, you know, I've been working on these podcasts and... um, practicing and stuff like that for about six months and just recently a couple things have happened I'll get into golf later because I'm gonna mix in another sports episode in this whole trilogy I know some people are psyched about that I know some people are gonna be pissed about that but it's gonna be cool I'm gonna talk about golf and how it relates So, we'll see you next time. Um, That's coming up later. That was a little preview. Getting back to what I was actually talking about, though. The corporate company that I was working for has, like, kind of pulled me back in. So, tomorrow, I'm going to start managing a corporate store again. Which has me a little disappointed because I I could have said no and maybe I'll get into why. We could take this down a really, really serious road. But anyway, the point is um, I'm going to go be going back to work. Could be a good decision, could be a bad. Anybody who's ever been in situations like this, it's like, uh, I I hesitate to say like the follow your heart or chase your dreams type of thing because this whole music thing and the whole uh, the podcast thing just came as an accident to me just going like I want to learn how to play music I really want to perform in front of some people just to see what that's like haven't really got to that point yet um but oh yeah yeah, yeah. Let me jump off track because just to kind of bring it around to that, I got the Experimentalist 2 coming out. It's it's done. Well, you can't... Well, if you buy it, if you pay me $10 for it, you'll get a copy soon. But I don't have mass copies made or anything like that. I basically will make a specific version of the CD for you. So if you come across this podcast and you want an actual kind of studio recorded version of these improvised jams and there's a lot of good ones in there they're super cool and i'm gonna be working on some video for that uh someday (laughs) um yeah i mean like anyway if you want the experimentalist too you can buy it from me for 10 bucks and it will be your own personalized copy with your own cover 
and uh, the music. Maybe something else in there. I don't really know. I I, I figure it's going to be at least several months before I sell one. So I don't even know what it's going to look like. However, here's the other thing. Because if you want me to come to your, like a party of yours or something like that and play, that's another thing I'm willing to do. Um, and, you know, we can drink a beer and I can play a set and do it the same way. Maybe I'll talk some smack. Maybe people will throw beer bottles at me. And I'll eventually, if that happens a lot, I'll probably build a little cage system that I can put up in front of me. But, you know, we'll see if that happens. You know, fingers crossed, hope, hope. But, anyway, music. It's the deal. <laughs> There's a lot more uh, to that whole story. But let's just check in on the music. Why not? See? Look at this. Watch this happen. other people that are good at speaking and um, you know whatever just like uh, if it's like someone doing poetry or uh, talking shit <laughs> you know it, like a person that can talk good shit you just want to listen to them just to see what they're, they'll say, and you won't hold them insanely accountable for what they're saying. You just want to hear them talk shit. But, um, you know, I mean, I could... I. You know, sometimes I do... I want to do little things where... Okay, well, like talking about dreams. 
not always the most interesting thing to listen to. But it's something I like to try to do anyway. I I have dreams and I like them. You know, I I dreamt of a piece of music once. It was a woman. And I was trying to chase her down. From far away, she would appear to be whole. Sort of dancing. And just waiting for me to catch up. And as I got closer, she would start to separate into spaces and lines, notes, even waves. And I could barely see her at all, but I could hear her everywhere. And most of the time I would be frantically searching trying to piece all of these abstract symbols and invisible ideas together to remake the girl. And it would be impossible to do. So then I'd almost give up, but instead I would stop and listen. And she would start to reappear to me and be perfectly clear to me. And I'd feel like I was in love with her and my heart would seize and grow larger with powerful expansions and contractions. My chest would start to hurt and I'd become uncontrollably frightened because I wouldn't be able to hold my own beating heart inside of myself. And then the woman would be completely visible again, and again be far off in the distance. She'd be quiet, and my hurt would move from my chest to my mind. I would feel a little bit lost, and a tad lonely and quite tired. But she would wait, and she would dance, and some other day or night, I'd fall asleep and search for her again.